0: hear us through your AirPods, or see us on your laptop. How about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking queer money on the road this summer and fall. Visit queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood.
1: You're listening to Queer Money, episode number 227. Today, we're talking about the four financial classes, why knowing each one is so important, and which financial class should be your goal for your future financial security. Find out which class you're in and how to get to where you want to go on this episode. We make the Queer Money podcast for you, so email your money questions to questions at debtfreeguys.com or post them in the Queer Money Facebook group, where we may answer your question in an upcoming episode.
0: There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. This podcast is sponsored by Capital One. Capital One is redesigning the banking experience by offering simple, straightforward, and seamless ways for you to bank from almost anywhere, so banking fits into your life, not the other way around.
1: Hi, this is Manny Cosme with the Equality Chamber of Commerce DC Metro Area. If you're a small business or nonprofit, check out our monthly networking events and of course our annual mega networking event to grow your business. Check us out at www.eccdc.biz. See you soon. So welcome back to Queer Money. David and I spent a good portion of our original career in financial services. Long and, <laughs> and of course, we dealt with our own financial um, struggles and opportunities as well. And between those two experiences and with the people that we work with in our various courses, we've learned a couple things, thankfully, <laughs> to the benefit of the people just a couple. in our courses. And all of these years, we've kind of discovered that they're essentially four financial classes. And we're going to talk about, explain what each of those financial classes are today, what the challenges are, and how to get from one class to the next class. Because as with classes, there's always a better class to get to. And we want to try to map that out for everybody today. So it's important to know which class you're in, and then from there, figure out how you're going to navigate to get to the class that you ultimately want to get to.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, I, I will say one thing, it's important to remember that we're not talking about Classes, as in differences of individuals based on income. What we're really talking about is the types of financial groupings there are. And the value of understanding the benefit of being in one group over the other really has to do with what it can do for you, your financial success, and to a huge degree, your financial mental health, right? And it really allows you to free up your mental health from your finances and break free from the mental anguish that a lot of people deal with when it comes to their finances. And you'll see as we go through these financial classes that some of this is some self-sabotaging behavior (laughs) that keeps people in the various financial classes.
1: Yeah, exactly. So we're actually, uh, we're talking about financial behaviors. And so that's how each of us interact with the world, the economy, uh, uh, interact with money. And so uh, we're going to be talking a lot about money throughout this episode and investing. And so uh, for those of you who aren't as familiar with investing, and you'd like to get some additional support, we encourage you to run on over over to debtfreeguys.com forward slash 227 and download our free super simple guide to investing that has some great uh, beginner information for those who are looking to get into investing. And we'll touch on that a little bit later of why that's so important.
0: Right. One other thing I'm going to drive home here before we dive into these four financial classes is that your placement in each of these classes has very little to do with how much you make because there are individuals who can be in one class and be benefiting from being in that class and earning far less than someone who is in another class where they are exhibiting some of that self-sabotaging behavior.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So let's dive right in here. So the first financial class based on behavior is the leveraging class. And this is a class that David and I were married to for several, several years. But the leveraging class, they spend more money than they make and very often consequently have to spend on credit, which you'll find a lot of folks who are in the leveraging class have a good amount of credit card debt. And that's exactly where we found ourselves in they simply can't get ahead with their financial goals because they're constantly borrowing. And so that kind of makes it harder to get ahead. And They occasionally find themselves in the next class, which is the spending class, and we'll elaborate on that here shortly. But they kind of go back and forth, but mostly reside in the leveraging class. And the archetype of this particular person is maybe the proverbial Mr. and Mr. Jones. They pretty much sit where fashion sits, right? And they have the cars and they have the houses and they have the clothing and they've got all the stuff. Uh, Whether or not they can afford the stuff, they've got all the stuff. And that's why um, there's a need to show an outward portrayal of success, and very often they do so, as David mentioned earlier, to the detriment of their financial security. They're they're sabotaging themselves, all for those outward appearances.
0: Yeah. You know, John and I use this tagline for our debt-free guys website, live fabulously, not fabulously broke. And the reality is, is that the vast majority of people who are in this leveraging class are the individuals who are living fabulously broke. Their life would not be from outward appearances what it is if they didn't have access to credit cards, loans, the ability to borrow money from anybody and everybody. You know These are a lot of times the individuals you're gonna find that have the appearance of wealth, but are oftentimes borrowing money from their family, or, you know. and I'm gonna call out some generations here, these are the individuals who have this fabulous Facebook and Instagram life, but mom and dad are still paying for their cell phone bill, or mom and dad <laughs> are paying for some of their rent, yeah. right? If you're borrowing money to live every single day, you're still in the leveraging class
1: exactly and again this this isn't predicated on a lack of income, there are a lot of people, a great, a good percentage of people who have great incomes, even in today's environment, but they still feel the need to spend more than they make. Uh, and so they, they stay stuck in this class, regardless of any raises or promotions or better jobs that they get, regardless of what tax bracket they're in, they're constantly borrowing because they've always got to sort of compete with the public as well as they're trying to compete with themselves. Um, and typically, there's a lot of insecurity there. And Um, This is by no means to point any fingers. David and I, like I said, were married to this class for many, many years for a number of reasons. We were trying to portray all those appearances of success and we were doing so to our own detriment. So we definitely identified with this particular class for the longest time and it took us time to climb out of that. But the next class beyond the leveraging class is what David's going to introduce us to.
0: Yeah, so this is a spending class. It is a step up the ladder when it comes to uh, the benefits of these various classes. These are individuals who aren't necessarily spending more than they make, at least not all the time. From time to time, they may do this, but the spending class really is the group that spends every penny they have, sometimes a little less, sometimes a little bit more. They usually typically don't have a whole lot of savings, definitely not enough emergency savings because they're spending all of their money. These are the kinds of people who you may see they have maybe $500,000 on their credit cards, and then they pay them off. And then they have $500,000 in savings, and then they end up spending it on something. They go back and forth oftentimes because of their spending habits. They may have good credit, but may not have access to a lot of credit. That's simply because maybe they've had this this spending habit for a long time, but they haven't actually acquired enough credit so that they have access to a lot. So again, these are individuals who similar to the leveraging class from all outward appearances, everything they have is shiny and new. The reality is, is that's what they have and that's pretty much all they have. We know folks like this who live in fabulous rented apartments or have purchased more home than they really can afford so it keeps them house poor, but they spend every single penny that they have and they can't seem to really figure out how to get ahead financially. And you know, this is one of the things that I, I say all the time over and over and over again about both the spending class and leveraging class is, no one gets rich spending more money than they make. Well, nobody gets rich spending all the money that they make either, (laughs) right? You have to have some money left over. And the key to this spending class is figuring out how to break free from your spending habits. And the reality is that both for the spending class and for the leveraging class, One of the key foundations of their being stuck in this class is that the vast majority of them just simply do not know how to or even attempt to budget they can't figure out where their money is coming from and where it's going when it's going out. If they knew a little bit about where their money was coming from and where it's going when it goes out, it would clue them into how they could potentially get ahead. If you're curious or want to escape from the leverage or spending class, then we would encourage you to think about your budget and using a budget that works. If you're curious about the budgeting tools that we use, you can hop on over to debtfreeguys.com forward slash 227 and learn a little bit about our budget buster bundle, which is the tools that we offer that have helped folks get on a budget so that they can get out of the leverage and spending classes.
1: Exactly, now we're migrating to the two more aspirational financial classes again, based on behavior, the first of those two classes is the savings class. So it's the exact opposite of the spending class. These people are very judicious with how they spend every penny. And often, very often have money left over so that they can save that money. They don't have enough money that they can necessarily invest in the stock market. And a lot of that is predicated on their life stage or their income, but they are very judicious about saving as much money as they can. And very often you'll see these people and you might even see them, especially at the grocery store where they've got all their money in an envelope that they got from the bank, right? They're living a cash lifestyle making sure that they don't spend more than they make, so they have more money to leave in their savings account. Um, they don't necessarily trust the stock market, either because they don't have enough money to be able to take that kind of a risk, or they have fear about market crashes and Wall Street scandals, and they don't want to be affected by that. The problem is, with, especially in this environment for the savings class is that basically for the last Decade and a half, if not more, America's had a very low interest rate anti savings policy. And so there's not a whole lot of motivation for individuals to have a savings account because, uh, in fact, we just got an update recently that some people were getting as low as 0.4 or even 0.1% interest rates on their savings account at their bank. It's just a disincentive to keep your money there because when you consider the time value of money and you consider inflation, those people, even though they have their money, in a savings account are actually losing money because their money is becoming weaker and weaker as time goes on. These particular people, they might go to the mall, they might, but they'll pretty much stick with the window shopping or these days they might drink some wine while they get in a scroll hole on Amazon, but they'll typically, just peruse them all. They'll typically just look at items online or in in their emails, but they won't necessarily buy things. That's kind of the the behavior. They kind of satiate their need to go shopping by simply window shopping.
0: Yeah. I I think of a couple of different... Well, I think for a lot of folks, hopefully this savings class stage is a short one as they're passing from The leverage and spending class on their way up to investing. And so they do have to spend some time in a savings class because maybe they're accumulating their emergency savings, they're accumulating money for a down payment on a house or something like that. So it's not necessarily a bad thing to be in this class because you're definitely not spending more money than you make. But a lot of folks get stuck in this class because they're so averse to risk. They don't want to take any risks And oftentimes the folks that get stuck in this class, we may see them as individuals who are maybe on a fixed income, you're in retirement. These are individuals who don't want to risk a whole lot. So the end result is they don't get rewarded a whole lot. There is a correlation between risk and reward. And so a lot of these folks get stuck in this savings class when, with a little bit of effort, a little bit of loosening up of the risk tolerance, they could move into the investing class
1: exactly so if you're if you're in the savings class uh, or if you're having a savings account and, and pretty much everyone should have at least some amount of savings ideally, you might as well get as much return as you possibly can and, and work with a bank that uh, is there for you three hundred and sixty five days of the year as many of you know capital one is a sponsor of the queer money podcast and their capital one 360 checking and savings account offer great rates they are easy to open online Uh, in about five minutes or less. And one of the main reasons, among many, why we continue to partner with Capital One is that uh, Capital One supports the LGBTQ community 365 days a year, not just in June. Uh, So uh, if you're looking for a place to open up a savings account, we definitely encourage you to consider Capital One's 360 checking and savings account. Now, David kind of Give you a prelude yep. <laughs> to the final class. <laughs> right. Pop, pop uh, the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you run with it, Mr. Alton Schneider? Yeah. <laughs> so, of,
0: of course, the, the top of the rung here when it comes to your movement up these various class ladders is to get into the investing class. You know, these are individuals who realize that at some point they have to put their money to work for them. They've worked hard for their money. They've made some, and again, it's not necessarily does this need to be a lot of money, but they've made some money and they want that money to not just be spent, they want it to work for them. The whole idea of your money working for you basically means that you have, you know, we all have limited amount of time, right? So if you want to make more money, your money has to start working for you.
1: I'm hearing some Donna Summer here. Do you think our editor can put some Donna Summer music in the background?
0: I'm not sure which song you're talking about. She works hard for the money, (laughs) David. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Take away
1: your gay card. (laughs) Yes.
0: But one of the interesting things about the individuals in the investing class is that they use everything to their advantage. They spend wisely they get the value out of their spending. They save wisely, so they get the value out of their savings. And all of that gives them the extra money that allows them to be able to invest. One of the interesting things about a lot of folks in the investing class is these individuals have usually a good credit score. These are individuals who have that credit score of 780, 800, 830, 850. These are individuals who are always getting that excellent good or excellent credit mark. And what does that do to them? That frees them up to not have to pay high interest rates. High interest rates on credit cards, high interest rates on auto loans, high interest rates on mortgages. That saves them thousands of dollars a year that they then can put into investing. They've been able to manage their money wisely to the point that their money actually gives them a return. Now, we talked earlier about the proverbial Mr. and Mr. Jones, oftentimes these are the individuals who, when it really comes down to it, are making Mr. and Mr. Jones jealous because they actually have the money and the lifestyle that can afford the things that Mr. and Mr. Jones have. One of the interesting things, though, is a lot of them choose not to have those things instead to invest because they know that later on down the line, a little bit of delayed gratification, a little bit later down the line, their investments will pay for those things and they will have both the investment and the things rather than just the things as the leverage class has.
1: Exactly. So if the leveraging class and the spending class goes to the mall and spends every penny that they make and plus some, and the savings class kind of just goes to the mall and window shops, the investing class, uh, they own the mall <laughs> through REITs that they've invested in their 401k, and then they get a 10% plus annual return on that.
0: <laughs> All right. They have the assets that, basically are being paid for by individuals in the leveraging and the spending classes.
1: Yeah, exactly. So if you want to learn, uh, get some more information about joining the investing class, some get some fundamental information on investing altogether, go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash 227 to get our super simple investing guide. And again, none of these classes is, is solely uh, even, or even largely based on income. Much of this is based on behavior. We know people who earn under $40,000 a year who live very big and amazing lives, travel the world and have, just have a great quality of life. And we ho- know folks who uh, have earned 250000 plus a year and uh, they are struggling to make ends meet simply because of behavior. That's not exclusive, but behavior is very influential in American economy.
0: Yeah. And I will say, John mentioned this at the beginning, John and I experienced every single one of these classes. And the freedom that we achieved by moving from the leveraging class to the spending class, from the spending class to the savings class, from the savings class, to the investing class, every time we made that move up, we felt the weight of financial insecurity become lighter and lighter and lighter. And the reality is is that John and I have our retirement set for us. And the reason we have our retirement set for us, we don't have to, if we don't want to, put another penny into our retirement. Our retirement is growing every single day, every single year, to the point when we are able to retire, we will have enough money, if not more than enough money, because we became part of the investing class. We started to put money into our 401Ks, we started to put money into our IRAs, we started to invest money that we had after we paid for all of those things. When we had money left over, we started to invest that money, not just into our business, but also into the stock market and into other things, which has given us the freedom to be able to do the things that we are able to do today and allows us to help folks the way we do today.
1: Exactly, so those are the four financial classes and your tools to get from one class to the next. As an influential boss of mine once said, find out what successful people do and do that. It's that simple. So identify which class you're in, which class you'd like to get to, and follow our tips for bouncing from one class to the next. Then look out for Queer Money episodes number 228 and 229, where we'll elaborate on 10 super simple steps to start investing as soon as possible. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Queer Money. Here's your Queer Money takeaway from this episode. After you identify which financial class you're in, go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash 227 and follow our simple tips to bounce from one class to the next. You, your financial security, and your family will thank you. We make the Queer Money podcast for you, so please email your money questions to questions at debtfreeguys.com or post them in the Queer Money Facebook group, and we may answer your question in an upcoming episode. Thank you. And now a quick word from our sponsor,
0: Capital One's Checking and Savings Accounts have no fees and no minimums. And with one of the best saving rates in America, you can rest easy watching your money grow with no fees to bring you down. You can open an account in about five minutes, which means you are only about five minutes away from getting your savings to grow with one of the nation's best rates.
1: Commit, trim, lasso, automate, monitor. That's the debt lasso method and it's helped pay off over $250,000 in credit card debt in less than two years so far. See what it'll do for you by getting your free debt lasso calculator at debtlasso.com. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature live fabulously, not fabulously broke talk, and so much more in between. Check out queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.